Hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. And this one is Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. No spoilers though, right? No spoilers. I have, it's, we're recording this the, the 15th, which is the day that the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, comes out. I saw it yesterday. I'm going to not say a single comment other than one, one little tiny spoiler. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's dad. Damn. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's ruin it. I don't yeah. yeah. I'm looking at Misha because she has no idea. I, You've never watched any of these movies. Have I you? have not. I'm probably going to get some backlash, but I have not Maybe. seen any of the movies. It's important that anybody who wants to see it watches it this weekend because the statute of limitations on spoilers for Star Wars. It's is a short vi- one. It's very, very short. short. People are going to be talking about it on Monday. Mm. So, well, do you remember when The Force Awakens came out? And uh, I mean, if you haven't seen that, we're way past the statue on Force Awakens. That was two years ago. But literally, the week it came out, there was a dude put Han dies on the back of his car in big letters and drove around. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you're mean spirited, it's funny. You would do that. Yeah. But anyway, so we we are notorious for using. Um, headlines or, or subjects in this podcast that are really newsjacky or clickbaity because it pushes up our vanity metrics and we're we're like that we're vain yeah we're vain <laughs> you probably think this podcast about you about you don't you uh but that's why we're kind of newsjacking star wars right now because it's all the rage and because i'm a huge star wars nerd and so what we're going to do today is we're going to say 10 10 10 10 10 10 uh, lessons you can learn from Star Wars quotes. So we're kind of forcing some of these, but you should get something out of it. Is that too bad? That was terrible. All right. It's only beginning, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. It's only yeah, it's beginning. Getting, the closer it gets to Christmas, I feel like the more bizarre and silly this whole company gets. It's great. I love it. It's from all the sugar. Yeah. So talking about silly, let's see what's going on the newsies, or should I say newsicals, Pete DeMeo. All right, I'm sharing a newsical, not a newsie. And hey, can that be our next poll? You know how you said last week that we're doing the polls and putting them on Twitter? Yeah. That newsy or newsical, that should be our next poll. Our latest poll I was a fan of, it was Seinfeld versus Friends. Seinfeld did win on the Twitter. Wrong. 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 Did it win on the internet as well as in the office? Yes. Wow. The people have spoken. The majority of people in this world are wrong. That's terrible. All three of them. I will... Let Pete finish, but I will also tell us the our, this week's poll at the end of the podcast. Ooh, okay, stay Ooh. tuned. So, all right. So, this article is from Skift, and the headline is: Are hotels and online travel agencies colluding on keyword bidding? Collusion. Ooh. Are they, are they Collusion. playing? Are they playing fantasy football together? I'm pretty sure this is straight from the league. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this is actually pretty interesting, and it goes to something that a lot of us in the digital space have known for quite some time: is that the OTAs love to bid on your brand keywords, and in some cases, they will stop if you ask them to. In many cases, they won't. So this one starts where a, a small company created an affiliate network, joined with the Expedia network, and started running ads for you know direct or OTA bookings for various hotel and almost immediately, they got cease and desist letters from Inter- Intercontinental Hotel Group, Choice, Hilton, and other of the major flags. What this started to show, though, was that the flags and the OTAs have and have had for a very long time a working arrangement where neither one would bid on each other's brand terms, thus pushing down their each individual cost for you know being a part of, of Google. This is... A big change of how Expedia and the other OTAs treat independent hoteliers. So this is actually starting to become a bigger and a bigger story, which is you know obviously why Skift is starting to to dive into it because it does create a little bit of collusion to use the the league. But what it also does is create a situation where the big flags have a very big unfair advantage compared to any of the independent hotels out there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, and, and Skiff's reached out to a lot of industry folks to try to get comment, and everyone is staying really, really tight-lipped on this. And I, 
it's something we've known has kind of been going on for a while. It's something that we, uh, you know, haven't really had proof of. But what happened was when the affiliates wrote back to these individuals, it came out like they were quoting. I think these the the choices was sending back the parts of the agreement that they had. So there's documented evidence now that there is physical agreements in place that says we're not going to bid on your brand keyword. So this this like you said is a big disadvantage for independent hotels because you really as a, a single property have no leverage against Expedia to tell them don't bid on my brand keyword because they're probably going to tell you no and what are you going to do lose leave Expedia or booking.com well, of course you're not because it's a big source of revenue mm-hmm. so and um, what we found is even if it, it used to be where you could send a letter to one of the OTAs hey don't bid on my brand name they would for a certain period of time. And then they hope would, you never paid attention to it again, and they'd switch it back on a right. month later. But even if they didn't, then one of their many affiliates would then pop up in their place. So it wasn't as mm. if you were removing your competition. You were just putting up more competition that was paying a lower cost per click, and maybe the big guy was not involved. Yeah, and the, the problem is, if you read your Expedia agreements, if you're just an individual property, the language in there is vague enough that there's not really anyone, I don't think at this point, willing to take legal action against Expedia for it. Because it basically says, I think it's section four of the agreement, it says something along the lines of Expedia has the right to use your trademark to market your property on Expedia, which gives them that latitude to then go and bid on AdWords, and thereby also granting that access to any of their affiliates that are selling their inventory as well. So you're signing these agreements that, that do it. The only way to get around that at this point is to not be on the OTAs and that's just not an option for a lot of people. And that doesn't work either because the OTAs are still going to bid on your brand term even if you're not on the OTA. And we've seen this True. for our own clients and it's actually referenced in the article as well. You know, we had one client who was not on the OTAs. But if you did a search for their brand name, I think it was Expedia in that case that came up at the very top, you'd click on the listing and what would it say? No rooms available at this property. Yeah, see, that's a little different, though, and and that's something I feel like lawsuits can take care of, right? So if you look at, we deal with a lot of rental management companies, and one of the challenges they have, because they have homeowners, individual homeowners that have a choice of who's going to rent out their their property, they might choose an off-site rental firm, they might try to rent it themselves on VRBO. So a lot of times, these third parties will then go and bid on AdWords for the brand name. Well, there was a, a lawsuit recently in, in a, for property in Miami, the Satai, and they won this landslide. It was a big case. And they basically won. And the the result of the lawsuit means that outside or off-site rental management companies technically no longer can use the brand name to show any kind of affiliation. So other than saying, I have a unit in this property, in this brand name, they can't use the brand name. They can't mention any of the amenities or the staff that aren't affiliated with that off-site rental. They cannot bid on brand names on AdWords. So there's a lot of limitations because of this lawsuit. That same stuff could apply to Expedia if you're not on Expedia. The problem is if you are on Expedia, you signed away that right when you signed that agreement. So I I think we're going to see a lot more lawsuits in the next 12 months, honestly. I've talked to some folks, especially in the rental management space, that are really willing to throw some money behind some of these issues that are going on. Ladies, do you have anything to chime in? I will just say that being somebody who's in PPC accounts on a daily basis, we have noticed over time, but especially within the past year or so, that the impression share has gone down and the cost per click has gone up because we're seeing not just expediantbooking.com, but like you said, all the affiliate sites that you think of and then other random little sites that will pop up out of nowhere that are bidding on brands. So it's just making it that much harder but that much more necessary to bid on your brand. Yeah, you have to, have to, have to bid on your brand. You have to have a good organic SEO strategy. You have to be on Google Hotel Ads. If you do all of that right, and then maybe go and partner up with local portal sites or something like that, like a CVB, try to get on their sites, because then you're going to have your profile pages maybe show up for your brand terms. If you have multiple properties yourself, you're part of a management group in the same destination, have a portal site that has really robust profiles of your property as well. That might show up. You've got to try to get as much exposure on your brand terms as possible. And you're fighting an uphill battle because 
of all this stuff we're seeing. The fact there's more ads at the top of the search than ever. Then you have this local three-pack in some cases. And the majority of searches are being done on a mobile device, which takes up a lot of screen space. You've yep. got the ads. I mean, it's a lot of scrolling. So yeah. Yeah, you're not there. Others are. This article just brings to light something I think a lot of us have already known for a very long time. It changes the way we see the landscape, but it doesn't change the landscape at all. We know that if you want to compete against the OTAs, you have to make sure you have the best rate, you're giving your customers incentives to book direct, and you're doing the best job at the property and guest satisfaction as you possibly can. Use the OTAs like we always have, but know that there's going to be some possible changes coming down and from a search perspective. Yeah, and OTAs are great for certain things, right? They're great for, especially Expedia now, they're doing a lot of phenomenal work in terms of giving you back data that is helpful for setting rates and knowing demand and things like that. So definitely check out the tools they're providing. It's great for generating new business because you know, they're going to rank for these broad terms in your destination. And it, it's also great for those pe people that are loyal to that specific OTA. They have loyalty programs for a reason. And there's a small percentage of the population that are always going to book with Expedia. So you want to be present, but you want to be found as well in those broad searches. So you've got, to me, you've got to be using the OTAs but you've got to do it the right way and you've got to protect yourself against some of these underhanded tactics by bidding on your brand keywords as well. And I'll just say that I have mixed feelings about this because I feel terrible for our clients and the independent hotels that do have to bid higher than they used to and getting less of a return, et cetera, et cetera. But looking at it from the OTA standpoint, why wouldn't you do that? It's a free market. Mm -hmm. We live in a free country for the time being. So, I can't say I blame them for doing what they do. Wait, do you know something I don't? Are we not going to live in a free country I, I, for much longer? You never know. Well, segue. One new... of my preferred methods of transportation. <laughs> and also a method of going to the next newsy, sorry, Ooh. newsical. Newslet. You pick. Now that's, we only have two poll options, newsy or newsical. All right, but anyway, net neutrality was repealed this week. Big deal from the FCC voted three to two in favor of repealing this legislation. So talking of unfair and non-free, discuss. It's not good. <laughs> discuss more. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's concerning if you know you want a just a true open and free internet where I can go to Google and get information, I can go to Yahoo and get information, I can go to wherever I want and get information. If it's from a search perspective, it's from a hotel perspective, or it's you know, Netflix versus, you know, Disney acquiring so much of Fox, whatever it might be. And there's, it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening when you can more or less pay to hurt your competitor. Yeah, that that's the challenge, right? This is definitely something that helps the big boys and potentially hurts the little guys. And not, not that it's definitely going to have an impact, but history would indicate that it's a good possibility. There are a lot of cases... I was just on earlier today on the This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing show that HSMI does with Lauren Gray and those guys. And um, Robert Cole kind of cited seven or eight different examples throughout before this legislation was in place where people were abusing the, the internet by saying, okay, I'm either going to limit someone's access, you know, some other services speed or just block them completely so go listen to that it's, uh, this week in hospitality digital marketing uh on you can get on youtube and facebook well clearly it was put in place for a reason well it was put in place a couple of years ago because you know essentially it codified what was implied so a lot of times when people would do something bad like say you know theoretically say verizon was gonna block um espn traffic like streaming traffic through their network right they wouldn't necessarily do that, but theoretically they could. It's their right. When someone like, something like that happened before, the FCC would come to them and say, don't do that, you're going to get punished, right? And so they'd stop. Well, what this did was said, okay, there is a defined punishment. You're not allowed to do that anymore. It's now illegal to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So repealing it goes back to the Wild West, as it were. So theoretically... Some ISP could approach an Expedia and say, would you like to pay us a little bit more than your competitor and we'll serve you at a higher speed than your competitor? So that competitor could be Priceline, but then Priceline will probably say, well, I want to pay too because I've got the money. Not a big deal. I'll pass that off to my 
friends and family, right? i.e. my customers. But then they'll go to Hilton and Marriott and maybe they'll say, well, we'll pay too, but maybe not quite as much. We can't quite afford to do it. We don't have the volume that you guys do. But then a lot of our clients, the independents, they're not going to be able to pay to play. They're not going to want to pay extra money to get the traffic to their site at the same speed. So now Expedia, who already has a huge advantage over the independent hotels, now has an even bigger advantage because they can serve a lot faster. And we know that the faster a site loads, the higher the conversion rate. So therefore, it, it, it creates this imbalance whereby the top gets more advantage than the bottom. Yeah, I think you hit the head on the nail. Or the, the nail on the, the head. Nail, on whatever, the head I don't know. You did I hit what something you with something. <laughs> yes. With that a we don't. I don't think we know exactly what will happen or if anything will change. I do think it opens up, as you said, a lot of potential for change. And I do think that that change could be in the favor of those who already have it a little bit easier, the big guys. And I do think it could create a lot more challenges for the smaller properties. Yeah. And it could hurt the consumer, right? Because now there's nothing stopping your cable provider, your internet provider, I should say, from really limiting what you watch and how you watch it and how fast. They could really tier different things. And we're mm-hmm. beginning to see that on your cell network where like Verizon or say AT&T is now... What, who did they partner with? I think with it's Time T-Mobile Warner. does it, where it's like certain Netflix. sites mm-hmm. don't go against your data or something. Yeah, like Netflix right. with like T-Mobile Netflix. now, right? right? So there's there's other ones. I think oh, it's uh, DirecTV and AT and T because they when they merge, it's like you, that doesn't count towards your bandwidth. So they can really start to limit what you can mm-hmm. watch or really strongly encourage or incentivize you watching their content. So and that, and the, that's a good question. What is the difference between going to say any traffic from DirecTV? We're not going to limit the other people, but we're going to give you a, a boost. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, that's the challenge, less, right? You know, it's the same thing. And, you know, Tim Peter was on the same show earlier with, on This Week in Hospitality Digital Marketing. And he made the point that this would be great if this was a free market. If we had choice, as consumers, if we had choice of who our internet provider was, this would not be a bad thing. Because competition in free market would mean that probably the best product would win out, right? In mm-hmm. terms of consumer choice. But we but, don't. Over fifty five percent of the people in the US don't have a choice who they're Which their doesn't make any sense is. to me. I don't want to get on another segue or segue, but that also <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. Right, segues. <laughs> yes, exception. Yeah, I don't understand why like I have to use Time Warner. Um like I don't understand why I can't not do that. Because they no, suck. No cat memes come in through the internet if you're not connected. And it's the only place to get online. At least for us, it is Spectrum. That is who I can get oh, okay. Through. Spectrum, Time Warner, they're both yeah. garbage. It's fine. Yeah, but that's that is my choice, or or nothing, or no cats. Yeah, gotta have the cats. You gotta apparently so, but it, it is not too late, right? There could be new legislation that's brought in. So if you're if you're angry about this, write to your congressman, right? If you're a bit meh about this, go read a little bit more about it and educate yourself and decide whether it's something you really care about. This could be fundamentally different. It, you know, if we look, this could shift the power tremendously to the big boys. Not that they don't already have the power, but this could be immense in the advantage that it gives to the Expedia's of the world if it doesn't change. I'm not saying it will, but there's a high possibility that it can. And then one thing to consider as well is net neutrality has always been a bureaucratic decision. There is no legislation, or am I incorrect, that has ever past regarding this issue well it, it the legislation dictated how the internet is viewed right in in what it was viewed as was a form of communication which is why it came under the fcc versus the mm-hmm. ftc the trade commission right so if it's a form of communication it has to be treated like phone lines which there's neutrality there that you can't give certain people more access which is why your cricket wireless and all these other guys came into existence because if you built a bunch of towers a network of towers then these other people now have the right to lease those from you to provide the same service. So internet was treated the same way. Now it's not going to be treated the same. I mean, does it just need to be codified at a congressional level to where there are laws saying the, the internet is a utility and therefore the FCC has no choice. They have to treat it as such. I think that's probably the next step. I think Mm -hmm. that we're going to see more and more people getting more and more vocal and, and up, upright, because if you look at the numbers, over eighty percent of people did not want this to be repealed, right? So if this was a referendum, and a national referendum, it would not have happened. 
but because it was five people got to make this decision, three of which were, were male were, and made their own were decision. Were male and Republican and probably <laughs> and allegedly benefited monetarily mm. from this decision. You know, it's, well, see, that's why really I don't tough. think it should have been a bureaucratic decision at all, because that's going to switch every four, eight years. You're going to have a whole another group of people saying it should be done this way or that way. From a business perspective, that's a nightmare because you don't know, do I need to invest in infrastructure if four years from now it's going to be a whole different ballgame? Yeah, I'd prefer it be, you know, through the legislative Well, here's the thing, process. right? So we like to give practical advice on this show. So what, what I would say is we know that the speed of your website and the speed at which it's delivered to your consumer is important. We know that that has a direct impact on your conversion rate. So you right now, regardless of net neutrality, regardless of all this political nonsense that's going on, regardless of how amazing this new Star Wars movie is, you should be making sure that your website is as fast as possible, right? You should be using services such as Cloudflare to offset and cache your data on the cloud and in the backbone of the internet so that it loads blazingly fast. You should not be having a gazillion third-party pixels loading on your website that are slowing it down. You, you should be doing that anyway. So do that now if you haven't already. <laughs> and Because if you don't, some of your competitors are going to do it, whether that's Expedia or the guy next door. In speed of your site, not only impacts conversion rate, but it also affects your ranking on Google, which, believe it or not, is still important. Should you also go to your local ISP with a suitcase full of cash? Not yet, but it's No, you coming. come to Misha's house with a suitcase full of cash. Yeah. And, and wine. <laughs> no cats, though. I'm maxed out on this. Are you you're, you're team no cats these days or what? I, I mean, you still have your cats. Yeah, right? I have two. Yeah. But you don't seem as, like all in on cats as you used to be no i don't know i feel like i also bought a keurig so i might need to rebrand cats and wine like cat and coffee do the cats know this i don't know coffee and wine i'm just old and tired i don't know oh that's kind of sad (laughs) you know what's not sad what's that star wars Wow, and you said that, and you've never seen one of the movies. I know. I feel like I want to watch them. If anybody wants to watch Star Wars, hey, let me know. All right, but you've I got to watch, watch them Wars, in the right okay. order. Okay. Oh, isn't it like uh, four, five, five six. seven, nine, twelve, eight, zero? No, correct order is four, <laughs> four five, five, six, one, one two, two, three, four, four, five, six again. Yeah. Yeah, you have to watch it that way. D- and then, and then, don't understand that. Once at you've all. done four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, then you can move on to seven and eight. I just, and Rogue One. Well, yeah, watch Rogue One in the right position as well. Yeah, so I could I could be persuaded that it's four, five, six, one, two, three, Rogue One, four, five, six. That's how it should be done. Seven, eight. I, I could see. that. I will say I finally did get persuaded into watching the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Wasn't I've super sold those. on that. Never seen those. It was like ninety percent walking across a shire. It was not fun to watch. <laughs> but they had hairy feet. It was a lot of walking. I'm pretty sure I just took a nap. I don't know. They're long movies too. Yeah, I, think... I have not seen Harry Potter any of them. What? You know I've what? read. I've watched most of them. Right, I guys, enjoy the books. If if we, I have a lot of Netflix point in this before show, they turn we it dog off. on Star Wars, right? Which is a, there's a possibility that Misha might. You're dogging on Lord of the Rings. You're dogging on Harry Potter. If we dog on Star Wars too, we literally just I'm lost every every listener we've ever had. I'm uh, I'm someone's Harry nerdy about one of those. I'm a I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a nerd. <laughs> You're a Ravenclaw. I thought everyone was Hufflepuff. No, what do you mean everyone? I just thought everyone. Wanted no, there's to be like a whole Pottermore. You go to the website, uh-huh. you take the quizzes. Okay. I need to take my Patronus quiz. I'm not sure what my Patronus is. I don't it's even not know. Not tequila. What that is. <laughs> no. It's tequila. That's Patron. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, no, it's plural. It's Patronus. <laughs> All right. So should we jump into our topic? Friday. I sure. think we need to. <laughs> We're like 30 minutes into the yeah. show. We haven't really even started. But here we go. So we are doing 10 quotes from Star Wars that can influence your digital marketing. So seeing as Misha's never watched any of these episodes before of the greatest movie saga in the history of mankind, we're going to have her read the quote and do an impression as she sees it of the person and say their name as well. Yeah? Is that fair? Sure. Sounds great. All right, go ahead. Number one. One, one, one. One, 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 one. R2-D2. <laughs> you know better than to trust a strange computer. C-3-P-O. When did C-3-P-O become Asian? <laughs> Was that Asian? 
it sounded Asian. I don't know. I don't know. So, so he said, R2-D2, you know better than to trust a strange computer. Okay? Okay. So what, how does that relate to marketing? Well, on your own website, you want to be in control of your own accounts. You want to own your own data attribution modeling. You want to know that your stuff is your stuff and not to have to fully rely on third-party companies to tell you what they think they would like to tell you. Yeah, so there's a couple examples of that, right? One is there's a lot of nonsense agencies out there that build your website on their proprietary CMS. And then when it comes time to part ways for whatever reason, you realize, uh-oh, I don't own this. This is not my website. They own it. And I have I have no, no choice but to go and spend a bunch more money to build it. I would expand upon this and say it also includes the process of handing someone from your website to your booking engine. If your customer is saying that because they don't recognize the site you're Ooh, on, good one. maybe the customer is the one saying, I don't trust this strange computer. Yeah. And then the other part, part that Misha, sorry, Melissa made was trusting someone else's data versus your mm, own. That's a yeah. big one for me. Yeah. Like, especially display networks. People that run display advertising yeah. will give you their own data. That view through conversion is hot in the streets. That's right. And it will look like it's the best thing since sliced bread. And yet, if you apply the same metrics to that that you do to your other marketing, it really does not hold up. So, yeah, trust your own data, trust your own website, own your own website. Don't trust those other little computer thingies in companies. Yeah, that's number one. Woo! Woo! So, are we going to rate my impressions? What was... That was a negative seven. Okay, I got some work to do. Yeah, your C-3PO. You know C-3PO is, has an English accent, right? So you could have. I even, did not clearly. So you could have, uh, you could have done my mom's accent, and it would have been closer to. So is C three PO a person or a robot? No, he's the gold. He's, a he's the gold, gold oh, droid. He's okay. a protocol droid. Protocol a British droid. robot. A British yes. droid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, now I know. If yeah. there's another one, I'll do better. Okay. I'm looking okay. forward to hearing your impression of number two. All right, number two. I feel like I could do number two pretty well. Okay, two, 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 two. Judge me by my size, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that was Yoda. That's a perfect Yoda. <laughs> I love it. You, remember you have when, to have the inflection at the end. You remember Yoda came on that show once? I he did. Yes. We yes. should have brought him in for this we episode. Have, yeah. Well, so, I, I like this one because it's, it says it's not about the number that you see on a you know size of a database or email list, whatever it might be. Or the you, size of your Facebook fan list or whatever yeah i mean look at the performance that's what it always has to go back to is you know you can have the smallest let's say you know fan base or email list that you have and it's going to perform phenomenally if you work it the right way i think this was the size of the not to harp on facebook but for a long time there were so many whether it was an agency or it was you know in-house you would always heard i need fans i need fans so You'd have agencies that would, oh, we'll guarantee you 10,000 page fans per month or whatever it is. And it's like that, just like acquiring, oh, we can guarantee you 10,000 emails per month. Like that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah there's still a lot of companies out there that you can just throw money at and they'll build your your that, your number of likes on Facebook. It, it doesn't help your That's bottom line. That's more harmful, if yeah. anything. Yeah, because ne- then your engagement level is going to go down, which means your reach is going to go down. And the thing is too, even if you spent money over the last two or three years, properly building your fans to targeted people, the challenge you have now is, say you got 100,000 fans on Facebook, you're only going to reach like 1% to 4% of those people when you put out an organic post anyway. So you now got to pay again to reach those people. So it really is less about the size and is more about the performance in terms of how much revenue yes, it does is. it. <laughs> how much <laughs> revenue? I was waiting for someone <laughs> <laughs> how much revenue do you make? How many emails do you get? You know, it's all that stuff that's really, really tangible metrics that you need to measure. Quality versus quantity. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Your Yoda was a mm, two. Oh, so I'm up to negative five. Oh, I was going to give her like a five. Yeah. No, you were from negative seven to two. That's like a Oh, a I nine, went up to nine, two. Yeah. You're okay. A, okay. So I'm, I'm at two now. Yeah. You're a nine I think my nine goal is just to swing. be at 10 by the uh, end. Mm. <laughs> I don't think you're going right, to get I'm a bunch into this. I'm going to try really hard on this one. Number three, 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 three. She may not look like much, but she's got it where it counts, kid. That's actually not bad. Yeah? Yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. 
I tried to portray myself as an attractive male. Yeah, you got that little, little swagger, swagger in your yeah. voice. Yeah, definitely what It's very hand swashbuckling. I thought it sounded more like Hansel. Indiana Jones saying it. <laughs> <laughs> no, might as well be the same people for me. I don't know. <laughs> it was the same person. That was Harrison good. Ford. That's so what's funny. This one, the point of this one was that you need to really focus on the areas of your website and the booking experience that actually matter. And we had... Um, we've had many podcasts on this exact thing, focus on the experiences that actually matter. So how effective it is at converting is more important than how pretty you think it is. Yeah. And we, we have this challenge sometimes with clients where, you know, we're going through a website redesign and they're trying to design the most beautiful site for them and not for what's going to work for their consumer. And a lot of times the owner or the GM of the property is not the same as, as the, general consumer especially in some of the destination markets that we're in you know so definitely build it to perform not because it strokes your ego and makes you feel good when you look at it for sure the point of the website is to get people to book and there's ways to do that and persuade that but the point of the website is not to showcase the you know the 150 <laughs> pictures you just took so yeah and we i've told the story before on the podcast but it's been a while but we we had one client that was adamant that they wanted a certain design for their website and they used, you know, they'd gone out and found other websites they really liked and showed it to us and said, I want my website to look like this. I want it to look like this. And we kind of did a design around that theme and we just didn't feel like it was right for their audience. And then we did another design that we said, this we feel like is going to resonate with your audience. It's going to be more effective. And they just, they wouldn't acquiesce. So in the end, we convinced them to let us to send a poll out to their social profile and to their email database asking their consumers for feedback on these two designs and overwhelmingly they liked choice two which was the one that we designed for the consumer not for the owner and that was finally how we convinced the owner to say okay i get it now this is right for them so definitely design for your consumer don't worry so much about how much you personally love it if it's the color that you you, know, you might have a preference for purple but that doesn't mean that your consumer does so design where it counts, Although if you just do kid. want a website with a lot of purple and orange, that's fine too. Can we go one episode without a Clemson reference? Nope. <laughs> okay, Han Solo. That was probably a seven, I'd say. So am I am I up to like nine now? No, no. Right? I'm saying it was a seven. I'm adding my points together. No, dude, we're not adding. <laughs> These are like individually rating. Okay. Are we ready for number four? Four, 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 four. four, four, four. four, four. Back, back to your buddy. We'll see if he gets any better. I don't know. Yeah. Do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> that was Yoda again. I thought that was Grover. <laughs> <laughs> again, might yeah. as well be the same person. It's Cookie Monster. I don't know. It was, it was some Muppet, but I don't think it was Yoda. It was, uh, to be fair, it was better than your first Yoda. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. striving for. Improvement. So, yeah. So I think you, last time you got a two with Yoda, I think I'd, I'd go for a a three, maybe this time. Point five. <laughs> Give me that half. Three point seven. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I like this one. This is my favorite Star Wars yeah. quote of all times, actually, just because I think it, it's a good it's, quote. It's a good quote about life in general. Really, mm-hmm. you don't try. You either do it or you don't do it. Period. Right. So, and in interwebs on your website, there are often a right answer and a wrong answer to what works best. And the only way to determine that is always always be be testing. testing. ABT. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. And and a lot of people make assumptions. And we've learned over the years from AB testing that oftentimes our preconceived assumptions are not always correct, you know? So testing there's a lot of free tools out there google has a great testing tool you can use paid options like optimizely or visual website optimizer they're all great and then you can also use things like um usertesting.com i blanked on the name of it so you can what what i like to do is take that qualitative stuff from user testing get an idea for a hypothesis that then you can apply using traditional ab or multivariate testing and get the quantitative answer as well so always be testing i think melissa said that once or twice on this show yeah, maybe but that that's definitely a do or do not there is no try can i hear it one more time can i <laughs> no he might make a comeback i don't know yet mm, maybe I, at the end of the episode that, i think that was our last yoda quote i might be wrong maybe, maybe one you'll more. get a freebie later mm. all right what's next five 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 we got another we got another comeback 
Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. Han that sounded like Misha. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like you did an accent on that one. Like last time, you were like swaggery and. Sorry to disappoint, kid. <laughs> Wait a minute, was that Han Solo saying that? Harrison <laughs> Ford just walked in the room, ladies and gentlemen. No, I I like this one too because working in the digital industry, things are always changing, and you need to be able to adapt to that. So things that worked five, ten, three, two, one, six months ago might not still be applicable. So you really need to make sure that you are staying up to date with the best practices and the best technology. If the majority of your budget is on billboards and print, you might be doing it wrong. And we've talked to clients who they had a sizable portion of their budget into completely offline print, very antiquated, you know, initiatives. And it took a while to convince them that maybe we need to move along that your customer is not solely relying on the AAA tour book to decide where they're going to stay. But once you do, I mean, the returns are there. Yeah. Follow the data. It'll, it'll tell you what's working and what's not. But it's, it's never going to be what worked 10 years ago works today. It's just not the case. And I would also add to that, you have to be a sponge in terms of news, information, staying on top of what is changing. Because to use Stuart's favorite word, arbitrage, there are so many things that do pop up on an ongoing basis that you need to have that money in your budget for R&D and finding out what's going to work and keep testing. Oh, I think you're teasing one of our next Ooh. one of our next quotes as well. As we move on to 666666. I have no, I have no idea. Okay. This was uh, oh, which um 6666. This was Alec Guinness. So he's an old English man. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Blanking so hard, you can cut this out. I'm not cutting this out at all. <laughs> Damn it. Think of Liam Neeson, dude. This is not Liam Neeson. I know, but if, if she puts that in her mind, maybe that's, it'll come that's out. That's the next. That's one of the next ones, dude. That's true. Yeah, this don't is, think of Liam Neeson. Yeah, that would be a complete red herring. Think of Mr. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> think of Alec Guinness. <laughs> These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> That's actually terrible. <laughs> that was Obi-Wan Kenobi and I have no idea. Who is it? Obi-Wan Kenobi. You got it. I thought you said Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. These aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> you sound like Hagrid. <laughs> so what does that mean? This is another one of my favorites in that... I think what if you harness Obi-Wan's intent here, he's saying directly to you that you want to make sure that you're looking at the right data, not at vanity metrics, not at things like visits to your website, because visits don't make you money. Bounce rate does not make you money. What makes you money? Conversion rate. What makes you money? Revenue per visit. What makes you money? Those are the things you want to be looking the at. The metrics that actually matter, the which we happen yeah. to have a podcast about. I feel about. like there was an episode about that. There ten, might ten have been. metrics that actually matter. It's, it's actually in our top five downloaded of all time. It might be two or three, actually. It's it's very, very popular episode of ours. And you did a blog post to go along with it. So if you could just go to fueltrail.com slash podcast and there's a little search there. You can search for 10 vanity metrics that actually matter. I forget what episode it was. We should probably look it that was, up. If it was a while ago. But it, it, it was really good. You know, Obi-Wan's using the Jedi mind trick on the stormtroopers when he says these aren't the droids you're looking for. And it's a misdirection. And that can also happen, not just the, the metrics that you're looking at, but going back, circling to the first one we talked about, other people can tell you what metrics matter. And that that isn't always the case. So don't let other people play Jedi mind tricks on you either. Focus on your metrics and hold all your marketing to the same accountable data as well. You have to go all the way back over a year to episode 22 to enjoy that podcast. Yeah. Wow. It was a good one. I feel like I haven't listened to it in a while, but the the listeners have spoken. They download it on, in droves. Droves? Mm, mm. Mm. What's next? I feel like, you're Alec, do I need to rate your Alec Guinness? Sure. <laughs> it's back in the negative. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. To make a comeback on this one. All right. Feeling good about it. Seven, Number seven. Seven, 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 seven. Remember, your focus determines your reality. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> this is... 
<laughs> what is that? <laughs> Did you even know who this is? A key gone gin. Qui-Gon Jinn. Questionable. Do you know who played Qui-Gon Jinn? No idea. Liam Neeson. (laughs) You know who that is? Yes. Okay. Do you think he sounds like he's from the 1920s? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Quite the (laughs) claptrap. I have a certain set of skills, see? Oh. So how does this relate to Hotel Marketing? <laughs> no idea. I'm so lost. <laughs> Let, let's reread. It says, remember, focus. your focus determines your reality. Wait, is is Liam Neeson in the room? It sounded just like him, Pete. <laughs> oh, we went on such a sidetrack on that one. I want to bring it back around to actually uh, what actual, he said. So actually providing yes. content. Focus. So that, yes. We need a focus. We need to listen to marketing. this one. The marketing channels that you focus on should be the ones that have the biggest impact on your bottom line. So don't jump on the new and shiny. And this is something I personally see a lot whenever a search engine land article comes out or some other random article about some new shiny feature and a client reads it and is like, oh, we need to do this. We should be doing this because we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, we have to have a massive Pinterest profile. Yeah, yeah. we need to put all our money on Pinterest or we, we want to dump half of our budget into display and snapchat and yeah it's just the new and shiny doesn't always make sense for a hotel yeah so here's here's the situation i see a lot so the the person at the top of the chain who's telling the people to do the marketing he reads that article on search engine land and it says snapchat's the latest greatest thing millennials are on snapchat so therefore this person doesn't have a facebook account doesn't have any idea how social media works, but then goes and tells them that's what they should be doing, you know? And you've you got to apply common sense to this stuff. You know, where are your audience? How are they interacting? Is your message going to be relevant on that platform? Is the tone of the message going to make sense for the platform? I'm not saying you should never be on Snapchat. We have seen it be effective in some cases. But you should never even be attempting to develop a, a Snapchat strategy until... Your Facebook strategy is on point and you're making a ton of money from that. You know, Same with Twitter. Twitter is a great platform for certain things. We, as an agency, use it a lot to promote ourselves, to engage with our audience, to engage with other peers in the, in the industry. But if I'm a hotel, the majority of my clients probably are not using Twitter to find a hotel, right? There's some, there's some nuances to that statement, but in general, I'm much better double downing on Facebook than I am spending any time on Twitter. So just focus where you need to focus because that does determine the effectiveness of your marketing, which is your reality. Which Qui-Gon Jin Jin said quite eloquently in the 1920s, <laughs> L.A. The more you know. Yeah. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It was the 1920s in L.A. That's when he said that. I feel like you're just a never-ending book full of useless Star Wars knowledge. Yeah, that was made up. Oh, like yeah. everything else you say. Yes, correct. And next. my points don't matter, so it doesn't matter. Go for it. What's next? Number eight. <laughs> you can't stop change any more than you can stop the sun from setting. This is... <laughs> Shmi Skywalker, reporting for duty. <laughs> Do you know who Shmi Skywalker is? No, I don't is? know who any of these people are. Do you know at least the, the name Skywalker? I know there's somebody with the name Luke. Okay. Who is also a Skywalker. Kind of an important character. Sure. Right? Okay, that was his grandmother. So that's actually... She is a lovely woman. Darth Vader's, Darth Vader's mom. mom? Who, who had an immaculate conception. The midichlorians created Anakin in her womb. Yeah. So that that was, she was part of the reason Darth Vader turned to the dark side. So, yay or nay on the The accent? No, it was terrible. (laughs) You lost all the make-believe points. Yeah. All your fake internet points are gone at this point. Oh, man. I should just put all my energy back into Twitter. I'm sort of okay at that. (laughs) Okay. All right. So what was the quote again? You can't stop change any more than you can stop the suns from setting. This is true. This was a poignant moment when uh, Anakin was getting ready to leave and he he didn't want things to change, but it needed to. Well, I think this is a good point after what we just talked about. Don't put all your time and investment into the new and shiny, but 
things are always changing. So you should always have a little bit of whether it's budget or time or resources dedicated to doing some experimentation. Yeah, definitely dabble. You gotta dabble a little bit. I like that word. Yeah. Because you never know when that next arbitrage is gonna happen, Pete, going back to what you were saying earlier. That you know, if you weren't experimenting, you would have missed when AdWords was really, 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 really effective. It's still great, but there was a couple of years there when it first came out where it was bananalytics. We haven't used that in a while. But the same happened with Facebook. It's still kind of happening, right? It's, it's going to happen in other areas of marketing as well. So you've always got to have that little bit of contingency budget to be dabbling in new things. But, but be smart about it. You know, if that dabbling is going to cost you $50,000, don't do it. You know, but well, it, it's more about the percentage. I mean, 90% of your marketing should be the Qui-Gon Jinn focus on you know, fo- your focus determines reality. Yeah. And then the 10% should be the Shimi Skywalker. Shimmy. Shimmy. Shimmy, 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 that says explore and, you know, try the new things. Yeah. And, and maybe it is 90 10, maybe it's Whatever 80, 20, is, maybe yeah. it's 95, five. You've got to find what you're comfortable with, but don't put all of that five or 10% into one thing, you know, spread it out. And what, what's going to be the easiest to test with the least risk, right? It's not going to take up 40 hours of your time in $50,000. It's going to take you know, 30 minutes a week and a thousand dollars a month. You know, that's okay to test. If you lose it, what have you really lost? Thousand dollars a month. But if you lose 50,000, that's a bigger deal. So, you know, be smart about it, but you always got to be dabbling. Got to be dabbling. Always be dabbling. A little dabble do you. <laughs> ABD. There you go. A little dabble do you. Are we ready for number nine? Stay on target. Devish Krail. Who's Russian? Devish. I think it's Davish. Davish? Yeah. So no one knows him as Davish Krail. That's me being ultra nerdy, knowing that. Oh. That was is this Gold, Pops? Yeah. Gold Five Pops is his nickname, was Davish Krail. But Stay on Target is one of the most recognized quotes from Star Wars. For sure. So what does it mean from a marketing perspective? Let the data guide you, let the data speak for itself. Let the data tell you what you need to do and don't, well, A, make sure you have good data, step one. But then Mm -hmm. uh, your opinion doesn't matter. What does the data tell you? This could be a Pinocchio (laughs) reference too. And always let your data be your guide. (laughs) (laughs) That was a 10. That was a perfect Yeah, that was was a 100 out of 10. Woohoo, earned my points back. Maybe we should have a Pinocchio inspired episode yeah, yeah get well, on as that Misha Bokikio my Pinocchio <laughs> references are top notch <laughs> nice but this stay on target also means you know have goals in in also hold all of your marketing accountable to the same standards understand where people are coming from in the funnel you know top of funnel campaigns should be measured equally bottom of funnel campaigns should be measured equally it's really messed up when your the targets moving right so when you're measuring AdWords with one criteria and then display advertising with another that doesn't make sense so stay focused stay on target and the data is going to make your job a whole lot easier because if you're measuring everything accurately it's going to clearly show you where you should invest more and where you should invest less and next year's budget is going to be a whole lot easier for you i think the setting goals portion is particularly important and that's something that I personally try to do with my clients. I think some people are afraid of setting goals because of that fear of not meeting the goal. And then the fear associated with there's going to be repercussions if I don't meet this goal. I think you do need to be realistic, but I don't think there's anything wrong with having a goal and we didn't meet it. That's a learning experience. You know, why didn't we meet this goal? Was it unrealistic? Are there areas for improvement for next year? I think that's all really good conversations to have. And at the end of the day, if you set a goal and don't meet it, you're still farther along than if you just kind of floated out there. For sure. Yeah, that's We're the thing up about 2018, goals. Now's the time to go ahead and set some, some pretty, you know, as I say, big, hairy, audacious goals. Set it and try to achieve it. But even if you can't, you're going to be so much farther along. For sure. Yeah, goal setting is is a tool that helps you cha- modify your behavior. Right, you're working towards something. Is going to change where you apply your efforts and your money and your budget. So definitely having goals can really help. Whether you hit them or not is less relevant than was the effort you put in, the appropriate effort in the appropriate volumes. So You want a, a non-Star Wars related tip? <coughs> Don't be foolish. The more people you tell about your goal, 
And the more people who are aware of it, the more likely you are to hit your goal. And writing it down. Yes. Difference. That's applicable just in life. Yeah. The more people you tell about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if if you feel that every now you're accountable to everybody that you've told that you're going to do X. Oh, I've told everybody on the podcast that Melissa and I are running a half marathon in January. So I guess we actually have to run this half marathon in January. So all all seven listeners will rebel against us if you don't run that now. Yeah. Mm. Maybe only six of the seven, because one's probably not listening. Aren't you guys running like two hundred and fifty miles or something soon? Hard stop at thirteen point one, but yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. We can pretend giant, that. that giant. We were looking we at were doing the Palmetto. Do a relay and yeah, run. But people suck, so yeah. We, we might just do the enough. Myrtle Beach relay though, in case you decide to learn how to run a few miles. You're welcome to join. Yeah, you only no. have to do six. You can do six miles, or you can I, do I four. Can do six. You can four, do four. four, four. Right, I'll do four. Four, four, four. Keep going down. Keep going down. No, you can those do are two. your choices. Two. Four. Okay, I'll take two. I'll take two. You can stand and watch and drink beer. All right. I'm, I'm you there. can hold up these silly signs. Yeah. On the sideline. No, I'm in. I'll do six for that for sure. Sign me up. Set it. It's on podcast. Yeah, for sure. It's in concrete. It is written. Are we ready for number 10? 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Are we going to say it at the same time? I just did this one because I, because I, only, you have to. I, I needed 10 and why not? You know? All right. Now I want to hear you do it in the accent. Which one? I just want to hear it. Can I pick any accent? Sure. <laughs> May the force be with you always, Shane. <laughs> it's Qui-Gon Jinn again. <laughs> yeah. Made a comeback. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I should have done this one. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca did, said, May the force be with yeah. you always. Yeah, that's exactly. That was it. All right. Yeah, so how does this relate to marketing? <laughs> Absolutely doesn't. <laughs> well, no. actually, you know what? It does. It relates to the people. Zone. It relates to the people who have a spray and pray method of marketing, where they just hope mm. it all works out for the best. Mm. So this it, is if it, you got nothing else. I would say that it's the people who succeed are the people who do. And if you want to succeed in marketing, you've got to get out there and actually do stuff. You have to be aggressive. You have to test. You have to do everything under the sun. Yeah, that's the force. Yeah, that's the, the force. The marketing force. If, okay. if you just sit back and you're very... It surrounds us yeah. and binds the universe. I think together. the force is, is actually wine. So may the wine be with you always. How about this? How I about... tried to come up with something hotel-related. Right, how about... I did not. <laughs> I got it. How about if the force is your guest... May they be with you always. And you should always, in every aspect of your marketing, be focused on your guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Another Disney reference for the Star Wars podcast. And you just heard me sing. I was just going to say, Melissa broke her silence on the podcast. She finally, finally, finally sung. We've been trying to get you to sing forever on this show. And it took 72 episodes. Finally. You did such a good it job. It happens to be the year I was born. It so really should well. be. You can actually hold a tune. You're really good. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I'm we telling you, the, the musical podcast is it's somewhere coming. in our future. Maybe we'll do a live musical podcast. Well, what about the musicals? Weren't we just going to do the news section? As I still think singing? we should. Okay. Oh, do we want to briefly discuss your opinions on our newest office poll? Yeah, of course. That's a new segment, I guess. Sure. So Why the not? latest fuel office poll, which I haven't put it on Twitter yet, but coming soon, you're welcome to share your opinions. Pancakes versus waffles. This is this honestly is the hardest one we've done so far. But you say that every week. No, no, a lot of them I'm very decisive yeah. on. This, I'm this team one pancake. I just, I, I'd leaned pancake. I am pancake also. Pete, oh, I'm plaid pancake. I'm That's going, a waffle. I'm going waffle. Oh, it's got the little syrup cups built in. And that's what I say too, but I just still prefer the pancake. My only stipulation, which is outside of the, my answer is still pancake, but chicken and waffles is like the greatest of all time. Have you ever had chicken and pancakes? Not the same. The texture is totally different. Mm. Although I will say this on Amazon the other day, I was just browsing and I saw a Death Star waffle maker. So it makes waffles oh. in the shape of the Death Star and with the, like the little laser gun thing on it and everything. So just I saying, saw that R2 kind of waffle D2 would probably... coffee press, like a French press. It was shaped like R2-D2. That'd be, this style was literally everything. My best friend that got married on their wedding list when people buy you stuff for any reason when you get married it was the an egg timer that was shaped like r2d2 you sounded like a bitter person that's not been married yet when you said that 
I just, I feel like weddings, there's a lot of people buying you stuff. Well, that's the point. You're like, you're setting off your new life. It used to be when you get married, you were moving in to a new house with your spouse, right? So you sure. didn't have all that stuff. But that, we kind of short-circuited that. Yeah, people but then now you've first. got like the engagement party and the wedding shower and mm. the bachelorette party mm. and the weddings. And it's just like, I... Hot takes. We, uh, uh, we have I got a lot of hot takes on that subject. But that's for yeah. another podcast that is yet to exist. Me and Melissa yeah. might start our own. <laughs> the ranty ranters. We have yet to come up with a clever name, but... Someone already stole wine about it. The cynical sisters. Yeah, someone uh, already did wine about it, so you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. Probably be I miss wine That could it. be the name of it. Nyeh. Nyeh. <laughs> <laughs> just meh. <laughs> that come out of both your mouths a lot. Yeah, yeah. just meh. <laughs> Listen to our podcast. It's meh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they realized that after listening <laughs> to this drivel for the last hour. Can I give you my favorite Star Wars quote? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? My Star Wars quote of the day. I know. I don't even know what that was. When they're getting ready, when the Death Star is getting ready, it's like all prepping, and all the buttons are getting pushed, and they they oh they like the lever. they pull the lever. It's, it's like the unnecessary <laughs> yes. prepping of the uh, yes. the super laser. Yeah, you sounded like Cal. <laughs> Can I hear it this again? This is why I don't do impressions. Interrupting Death Star says. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it doesn't make sense to me that it, it's a descending tone when they're getting ready to fire something. It should be a... <laughs> <laughs> These are my insights on Star Wars. I like coffee drunk <laughs> Melissa. It's really good. More caffeine for uh, me. Yeah. Is it better than just chug the Smirnoff Misha? I don't know. That was pretty witty as well last week. <laughs> Pete, you have any final thoughts? Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> if we there's anybody back, still out there. We will be back there. for episode 73. <laughs> they, they will not, apparently. But no, I, th- I think there's some lessons to be learned from this. I mean, we have fun, but I think... I think the trick is to define hotel marketing you know, encouragement and insight anywhere you look. And we had to look really hard, and we found it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening if you are still listening. And until next time. Oh, I guess I got to outro you guys. You know what? I didn't intro everyone. Yeah, you didn't. So God, might as well not outro us. You didn't, call, <laughs> you didn't call me out on that. Yeah. Well, to my left is Misha. You want to say hey and bye? Hi. Bye. Do you want to say where you, they can find you? Sure. You can find me on the interwebs. The most appropriate place is Twitter at Marketing Misha. That's at Marketing M-E-I-S-H-A. And the most inappropriate place? That would be my other Twitter account. I'm kidding. <laughs> And Melissa. I am on Twitter at M-A Kavanaugh, M-A-K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. I think you're MVP today, Melissa. You made me laugh a lot. Good job. <laughs> and Pete. Hey, I'm at P DeMaio, P-D-I-M-A-I-O. Why do you have that smirk on your face, dude? <laughs> I don't know. It's like a knowing smirk. Like, I don't know. Very interesting. Well, you can get the notes to this episode, if you want them, at fueltravel.com slash podcast. Well, they should because it's got the skip article. 72. It from the newsicals. Yes. Slash newsies. Hey, I have one last question. I didn't give my, like... <laughs> I don't care. Oh, okay. What kind of motorcycle does Santa ride? I don't know. A Holly Davidson. <laughs> you couldn't have at least done a Star Wars themed joke for today. No. I wouldn't have understood it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you could have done it in your Yoda voice. Hello, this is Yoda. <laughs> That, that was a bad British impression of your bad British mom. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. And until next time, listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast you have. Hmm? Okay, so... We recorded this Star Wars episode on Friday, and after the episode, we realized that it was remiss of us not to include the clarinet, seeing as one of the most famous songs from Star Wars was the Cantina tune, played by, do you know who, Melissa? I don't know who. It was Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes. And so, Melissa being the, what what do you call someone that plays the clarinet? Clarinetist. Clarinetist. Clarinetist extraordinaire. We challenged her to go home this weekend and learn that tune. So she is going to show us now whether or not she was successful. So take it away, Melissa.
Yay! I would say you nailed it. That's pretty awesome. Good job, Melissa. Happy Star Wars next few weeks. I'm going to go see it like 20 more times. Are you going to see it? I'm going to see it. All right. Cool.